Jai, Hare Krishna. Okay, let me get my book. Um, just, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do today. I mean, next week I'm going to probably begin to teach Brahma Vimohan Lila, which is one of my favorite pastimes. I've done it before, but I have a lot deeper information now. So I think I can present it better in, in a way. So I'll just continue on one of my favorite stories that I discussed last two weeks because it was the Chiridahi festival, otherwise known as the Panihati festival. And I would do that festival every year. So it had some, uh, have some affinity for it. So I'm gonna go what happens now after the festival and just discuss a few points, okay? So reading from the Antilila, chapter six, text 161. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Vasudeva Dattera Tena Hoy Anugrihita Raghunathera Guru Tena Hoya Parohita Yaranandan Acharya was the priest and spiritual master of Raghunath. Although born in a Brahmin family, he had accepted the mercy of Vasudeva Dutta. Omigana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmulatamyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vanchakalpa Turupyas Chakripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Siyadvaita Gadadhar Shivasade Gaur Bhaktavrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I'll be back in, in exactly three seconds, okay? Okay, it took me five seconds. So I always like this story because it really exemplifies in one way what the path of Krishna consciousness is. It starts with a goal. Even the definition of sadhana bhakti in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, it's, it says, using your senses to attain to attain bhava so although the goal is the end we have to begin with the goal that's also exemplified in the chapter shloki bhagavatam where the 
three categories of philosophy are mentioned. A conception of reality, Sambandagyan, the means for attaining it, Abhidayagyan, and the goal or result of doing so, Pyojanagyan. So first, the first two verses, Chaturshloki Bhagavatam means that the Bhagavatam is, is summed up in uh, four verses. It's summed up in four verses. So the first two are Sambandagyan. It describes reality, that there's Krishna and Krishna's energies. But the third verse discusses Priyogen again, that we should search for this inside that you see God everywhere and you become inspired. And you, I, I say the Priyogen again, the goal is not just to see God, it's feeling God. Because when you see God and your heart is purified because you have a relationship with God, you feel God. And that energy is called prema, feeling your relationship with God. Then Abhidei again begins. What is the means of realizing that? So I like this because the story starts with the goal. You know, it's a story of the glories of Raghunath Das Goswami, but all of a sudden there's a description that has nothing to do. Raghunath Das Goswami were taken to the Gambira, where Lord Chaitanya is meditating. And he's surrounded by Surub Damodar and Ramananda Roy. Just a little fact this morning, we were discussing in the Chaitanya Bhagavat, where Lord Chaitanya meets Pramananda Puri. And it describes how Pramananda Puri was so intimate with him and how he gets up and, and you know, he just is just so happy to see a devotee of that caliber. It's the Godbrother of his guru. And he's just saying that this is Safal, Danya Safal, fortunate. And it is very much the goal. The goal of everything, he says, is to actually see this devotee. And we should actually be in that mood for advanced association. Our goal is to see that devotee. Then everything becomes fortunate. Then all the dawns of our life become successful. Uh, you know, we have so much karma, but it has a purpose. It's meant to bring us to the lotus feet of a pure devotee. And if we do that, then all the dawns of our life are successful. Because all that suffering was only meant for this point. Um, hmm. So uh, I, the thing I was reading there that was interesting is that after he said that, you know, Parmananda Puri is going to be so intimate, he's going to really, I think, live in the Gambira and he's going to be there with Krishna's pastime. And then it's, oh, then Sarup Damodar comes and he's also intimate. But what it described about him is that he was the most expert singer. Lord Chaitanya would be 
in ecstasy when he sings. Just like when I was in Vrindavan in the early days, Prabhupada liked one kirtanir better than another, better than the rest. It appeared that way. And he gave great Prabhupada great pleasure singing. It's not Sachinanda Maharaj, it's Sachitananda. It was this Bengali devotee who just sang, my God, did he sing like an angel with such devotion. So we see the goal. What was the goal? Raghunath Das Goswami wanted to be there rather than his home. And he was qualified to do so. He was qualified to renounce the world. And if you do that before you're qualified, then mitya chara su uchate. The Bhagavad Gita says you're a pretender because you've renounced things that you needed to keep the body and mind together. And therefore, being aloof from them, you'll only think of them more. But this was a case of This was a case of um, this was a case of someone actually being qualified, and therefore the things that we may need were an obstacle to him. Someone may need in his Krishna consciousness, he may need a family and he may need children and he may need to have that experience of affection. And he may need to work according to his nature. But for Raghunath Das Goswami, he was detached from that. So the same thing that we may need was a great obstacle to him. He was ready to be there with no other responsibilities, no other attachments, just sitting at the feet of, of Lord Chaitanya, serving Sarup Damodar Goswami, who Lord Chaitanya put him under. How fortunate he, 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 he's given to that person. And he was able to give his life to that person. Maybe I'll kind of make the same announcement I made this morning, just things that I could have a retreat in uh, Colombia in uh, in August with Simon Haas, Sundar Gopal. So if anybody's interested, let me know this probably it, it's not even like a retreat we're not even advertising it but there's a few rooms left sorry bhakti Devi, i see you there <laughs> um so so that was the goal so we first have him as like this is the goal but now where is he He's in an attached family. Sometimes 
our bad karma becomes our good karma. Like Prabhupada was in India and, and described that everyone was in functional families and they were so attached, he couldn't get one person. And here in America, where we had the, where we had the the abode of the abode of dysfunctional families. <laughs> Everybody was was already you know they, it was easy for Prabhupada to get them. Of course, there are other problems because then you're missing that or not having it functional, you have to work through your psychological difficulties, but that was the good part. You, know, you could go and kind of take shelter in that way. But anyway, he had this family and it was a good family and it was a loving family and they got him married and his wife was more attractive than the goddess of fortune and so well behaved and he had so much money and so much prestige and etc but he didn't need that sometimes material wealth is considered like a fever that it can it can represent what's inside i know in the bhagavatam in some places it's described like that and krishna will take down the fever but the fever is connected to the inside because one becomes attached. He becomes, but he was legitimately detached because in the midst of wealth, in the midst of opulence, in the midst of beauty, in the midst of aristocracy, in the midst of education, he was indifferent, which is real renunciation. So this was his thing. And you can imagine with his parents so yeah, telling his mother, if you love me, why wouldn't you let me go to Lord Chaitanya? Why don't you let me go to Lord Chaitanya? I want to go to Lord Chaitanya. And then uh, I'm going to make a long story short because we want to get to this today. Lord Chaitanya sends him home. Renunciation has to be tested. It can't be falgu vairagya, false renunciation. That you stay aloof from the objects, but you're attached to them. And therefore, ultimately, they will overcome you because you have no legitimate way to work your way through it. That's the danger of sannyas. If you're in the household life, you have attachments and you have a way to work your way through them so you become increasingly detached. But if you artificially renounce them, then how do you become purified? And it may stay as a shadow and then come back. And we've seen this around the world. The latest example we saw recently was Chopati, not in a degraded way, but so many of their brahmacharis that were 40 years old, they just, it was, it was just a floodgate out of the ashram of people deciding then to get married. But for him, he was indifferent. It was, and therefore, that was his focus. But he went home, and Lord Chaitanya sent him home, and then we see how expert he is. Even today, we're going to see it's at the end of the Paniyati festival and how he 
gives money and demands accounts and he's so responsible. He knows what he's doing. And he's so expert. He's not leaving the world as a loser. He's not leaving the world because he can't succeed in it. He's leaving the world because he has no interest in it. But the obstacles are there. And, and I, I described last week that sometimes those obstacles, they, we're at this step, here's the next step in the distance is this obstacle. And we need mercy. We need mercy to get out of, to, to overcome it. And then somehow or other, Lord Nityananda is nearby and he convinces his father, you know, let me go just as a father sends all his guards with him. And then Nityananda sees him and he's a famous person because he's the son of the richest man in West Bengal and sees him in the distance. And he says, you're a thief because thieves just don't come public. They hide in the back. But he also calls him a thief because he was trying to get God without going through guru. And therefore he's stealing the property of guru. God is in guru's heart. To try to take God without getting it from guru like that. And therefore he, he speaks in a loving way, I'll punish you. And he asks him to serve all the Vaishnavas. You want to remove your obstacles, serve all the Vaishnavas. So he had this wonderful mood to serve the Vaishnavas. We should always look for every opportunity we can to serve the Vaishnavas. And he, he served the Vaishnavas and, and he got the mercy of Lord Nityananda. And Lord Nityananda said, now, you, you know, go home, don't worry. Now your obstacles are, are going to be removed. But, you know, he still had this, it, it was kind of rebellious nature, but sometimes rebellious nature there's, there's, you're rebelling against the right thing. I, I was thinking, if you look at the, the history of the straight edge movement, or even the hardcore movement, there, there was, what little I know of it, I'm not an expert, but there was a, a frustration. There was a frustration, but what they were frustrated with... <laughs> They had a right to be frustrated with the hypocrisy in society, the superficiality in society. So for a lot of them, we know that came to Krishna consciousness, it was actually a part of a, of a spiritual latent understanding that hadn't fully blossomed. They can only react to something without really having a positive alternative, which eventually became Krishna consciousness. So Raghunath Das Goswami, he was rebelling against his parents. He would not even go in the house. He stayed, they call it the, the Durga Mandap. He was, he was staying there. He, he was sleeping. At the, at the like the outside porch, and then 
his guru came and it describes who his guru is and in in this um what's it Okay. It says who his guru was. It was his, his spiritual master, his initiating spiritual master. And the unique and wonderful feature about this spiritual master is that he wasn't limited by caste consciousness. Kiba Vipra. Now, what is it? Um, Satkarma Nipano Vipro, Satkarma, all the rituals, Nipano, expert, Vipra, you're a Brahmin, Mantra, Tantra, Visharada. Mantra, Tantra, and you're very expert let's just keep on going off i'm trying to shut this off mantra tantra i came from i don't know how to shut off my phone okay mantra tantra visharada you're expert in mantra and tantra the sounds and the physical, the sounds, mantra, tantra, you're expert at. A Vaishnava guru nasyat. If you're not a Vaishnava, you can't be a guru. And really, a Vaishnava guru, Vaishnava swapacho guru. And if you're born in a family of dog eaters, but you're a Vaishnava and you're a guru because Vaishnava, if you actually analyze, Prabhupada said Vaishnava is an, not an ordinary thing. Even someone said, oh, Prabhupada, you're Vaishnava. Said, no, Vaishnava is an, not an ordinary thing. But Vaishnava ultimately means humble. Because Vaishnava means beyond false ego. And you are ready to surrender to you're ready to surrender to truth. You're ready to surrender to God. You're ready to accept an authority greater than yourself and guide and rule your life by that, by the truth. That's what a Vaishnava is. Vaishnava means humble. A Vaishnava. But if you don't accept that truth, And the ultimate truth, of course, is that God is is it doesn't God doesn't have the defect of impersonality. So here he accepted a, a guru, Kiba Vipra, Kiba Nasi, Kano Sudrahoi, Ye Krishna Veta Tattva Se Guru Hoy. If you know Krishna Tattva, say Guru Hoy. So the ultimate 
judgment is not birth. Chatur Vanya Maya Shrishnam Guna Karma. It's your qualities and your work. At the same sense, we don't neglect the consideration of birth either. Because there is the law of karma and, and people are born in particular circumstances due to their past Sukriti or activity. So being born in a family could give you some, um, some, some qualities in up for uh, uh, what uh, Suchinam Srimatam Gehe Yoga Brahma. If someone's a fallen yogi, then Suchinam Srimatam, a Brahmin family or an aristocratic family. So we don't discount it, but it's not the absolute criteria. And Prabhupada gave the, we see many people born in family of doctors, they, they become doctors. And, and military people, they've come, they have some, there's some karma that, but it's not the absolute thing. The absolute thing is your guna and your karma, your qualities and your work. So Vasudev Dutta, he was so humble. He was such a humble person and feeling and compassionate. And compassionate has to be born in the depth of your heart. That has to be an experience. You really can't feel for the ultimate suffering of, of people being disconnected from God, you, without your experience. He, his compassion was born in his humility. He was, he was so connected to God. He was so much feeling those, those sentiments that he felt so bad for people who were lacking that. And then he made the famous statement, and it really was born. That it, it, it's, you know, you can see things from the head and you can see things from the heart. And they're both required. And therefore, we say that when uh, a, a pure devotee wants to preach, he comes down to the Madhyam platform, the platform of discrimination. But that's not where he stays. That's, that's where he comes to make the proper discrimination to preach and you have to make the four distinctions. This is guru and God, uh, and I, I worship them. The, these are the devotees. I develop friendship with them. These are the innocent. I give them affection or care. And these are the inimical. I avoid them. So those discriminations has to be there. But generally, the, the Uttama Adhikari is, is on that platform. And we see those sentiments in Prabhupada too. He sometimes saw his disciples serving Krishna better than him, or he, or, or he saw, saw them as, as being sent by his guru. He had a sentiment. But to do the work, he had to come down to a platform of discrimination. He couldn't do that and chastise his disciples and from the platform that the Uttama Adhikari, just feeling so much love for Krishna, and in, in that feeling of love for Krishna, 
just feeling such a hankering in the heart, such a separation from Krishna that, that it makes one feel that I'm lacking. I want this. When you have a want, it means I'm lacking. It makes you humble. I want Krishna. I want Krishna. I want Krishna. It means I don't have, and he's in that consciousness. And therefore he's seeing that's for himself, but for every else, he sees people connected to Krishna. So this Vasudev Dutta was imbued. He was constantly in that deep platform of the heart. And he was just so humble. and experiencing so deeply Krishna consciousness that he was just feeling for everyone. And then he makes this famous statement that let all the sins of all the living entities in the world come upon me and let me, them go back to Godhead. And he was such a simple person that he couldn't manage his money Lord Chaitanya had to put Shivananda Sena, who was, uh, he was the one, he was the manager that arranged these parikrams for everybody and got them housing. And he said, take care of the accounts of this person. He was just so simple. He was just giving all his money away. But he, he was Vasudev Dutta. It's a Kayasta name. It's, it's not a, it's a special caste. It's not Brahmin, but it's a lower caste that serves the higher class and then became respected as a higher class by that association. So, so Yadudandanacharya in, in, in Vilap Kushmanjali, where Raganathas Goswami is revealing his, his heart, his internal Seva Sadaka Rupena, Siddha Rupena Chatrahi his Siddharupena, his internal feelings, and his vilap, lamentation, kushmanjali, a bouquet, his, his, it was, his offering to God was like a bouquet of lamentations, and he was expressing them in this book. But first, in his sadhakarupena, because there's two forms of a perfected person, Seva Sadaka Rupena. He's a Sadaka, a practitioner, but he's a perfected practitioner in Gorlila. Seva Sadaka Rupena, Siddha Rupena Chatri. And in Krishna Lila, he has a perfected form. They're both perfected forms, but one perfected form is as a practitioner, Rupa Goswami, and Satan Goswami, Raghunathas Goswami. And one is a perfected form in Krishna Lila. And Raghunath Das Goswami is Rati Manjari. So in this book, Balak Krishmanjali, the, fir the first verses are a sadhaka because he has to, he's praying deeply and he prays to Tvamrupa Manjari Sakhi Pratitap. He's praying to this, it, 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 he starts in his in, internal mood. In, in, in Krishna Lila, he, he's, 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 he's a Manjari a young gopi, and he's serving Rupa Manjuri. That's Rupa Goswami's name. And he's very esoteric, and he's serving him. 
and, and he's in that mood and and is but then he begins to in the sadaka rupa in, in 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 his form in, in gor lila in the world where he is now at least embodied when we raganatas goswami and he begins to pray to his gurus including Sarup Damodar, and then a famous verse where he, he glorifies Sanatana Goswami. Vairagya yug bhakti rasam priyatnaya payam mam anapipsamandam kripambudiya paradukha dukhi sanatanastam prabhavasam. Vairagya yug bhakti Bhakti, Vairagya Yuga, joined with renunciation from this world. Vairagya Yuga Bhakti, Prasampriyatya, Payamana, Abhipsamanda, the nectar of Bhakti, enriched with renunciation of this world. I was not willing to take this. And then the famous St. Paradukhi, Dukhi. Vairagya bhakti vasampiyatnaya payamam and abhipsamandam kripambudhiya paradukha dukhi. Kripambudhiya, you are an ocean of mercy because you have no suffering, but you feel for the suffering of others. Sanatanastam, I offer my obeisances to some. And, and then he, he offers, Raghunathas Goswami offers his. Glorification of Yadrananda Acharya. He said, uh, a very powerful devotee of the world. So, Advaita Acharya, Tena Shisha Antaranga, Acharya Akyatemani Chaitanya Pradhan. Yadrananda Acharya had been officially initiated by Advaita Acharya. Thus, he considered Chaitanya his life and soul. So first they mentioned his, his inspiration and then it, it, he was initiated. And look, Advaita Acharya was, I'll just say it in my own local language, no slouch. <laughs> but still that concept, that concept of Guru Tattva, he got linked to that line of deceptive succession. It's like plugged in and then the energy is flowing. And then that energy is flowing by circumstance, you may connect in another way, and it's the same energy. So he connected with, with, with Yadrananda Acharya, connected with Advaita Acharya. And therefore he became, he became um, connected with Lord Chaitanya. But somehow or other, by circumstance, maybe, be, I don't know the history, by geographical, he became connected with Vasudev Dutt. And that became his guide, his life and soul. That was his instructor. And it's okay. <laughs> as long as you are surrendered, Krishna nu shilanam. Bhakta ut, what is it? Anyabilashita uh, shunyam, jnana karma, dhyanabritam. Anukulyena Krishna Nu Shilana Bhakta Uttama. You have the intention to please Krishna. 
and therefore you connect with Krishna by agreeing to follow Krishna's desire, which is manifest in his lineage, lineage his parampara, Krishna nu shilanam, and therefore your activities, you're committed to have your activities, your words, your body and mind, anu shilanam, Krishna nu to follow the desire of God. So he did that, he was connected. But those instructions in that shelter manifested in this other great soul, Vasudev Dutta. So the Chaitanya Charitamrita now is, is it's because about Raghunath Das Goswami and his spiritual life. It mentioned it. When Yadunandanachari entered the house of Raghunath Das and stood in the courtyard, Raghunath went there and fell down to offer his obeisances. So again, we, we discussed this this morning, that the etiquette and the ritual, it was connected to help you understand there was something higher than yourself. And now his... This is Raghunath Das Goswami's guru, who was a disciple of Advaitacharya and who took shelter of Vasudev Dutta. So he's also carrying that potency. And Raghunath Das Goswami gets initiated in that line because his parents were great Vaishnavas in the line of Lord Chaitanya. And his guru comes and he bows down. That's the system. He bows down and offers his respect. He, and he went towards him. Because now Krishna is appearing. And how's Krishna appearing? The representative of Krishna who is carrying the order or will of Krishna, which comes in the Shastra by people who have applied it and realized it. And therefore, that's how Krishna Nushilinam, that's how you follow Krishna. You follow his desire. And what's Krishna's desire? His desire is that you go back to Godhead and you, you transcend your, your false ego and you muktir hitva and you develop your 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 sarup. You develop your, your, that's what Krishna wants. So you connect with Krishna's desire and he tells you how to get there in every aspect of your life because the Shastra covers everything. And not only covers all aspects of life, he, 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 he covers all aspects of life applied to the particular level of spiritual evolution that you find yourself at at the particular time. So it, it's got to be applied because it's dealing with all elements of society at all levels of spiritual evolution. And then the instructions are there. This is it. It's coming. The truth is coming. I'm submitting myself. I'm announcing that I am under the truth. 
Sishish temam sadimam tvam prapanam. I am a soul surrendered unto you. Now please instruct me. That is his mood. This is Raghunath Das Goswami. This is part of what makes a great soul. That the truth becomes more important than what I want, according to my karma or whatever. And of course, at a particular time, we'll want the truth and our life will become easy because we'll experience the truth and experience the joy of the truth that's greater than these samskaric things that are pulling us in so many diversion, diversionary ways. But by hearing again and again and again from the Bhagavatam and purifying our hearts, one gets faith, one gets experience to actually make that commitment, I will live my life by truth. And then one will actually feel that truth and be satisfied in that truth. We know people that we like to give them truth. It's not even Krishna consciousness. And we know that it would benefit them. But there's some scars have, they, they have klishta vritti, they have troubling thoughts, which means they're attached to things that are not good to the, for them and they're averse to things that are good for them. And the things that are good for them are not actually good to them, they're temporary stimulations that degrade the mind, which is really where the happiness is. Happiness is not the stimulations we experience, it's the consciousness that we're in. And we mistake that happiness is the stimulations, both sensual and egotistical. But we know that's not happy because we see people with these egotistical stimulations and positions and power. And we see people with, 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 with opulence and sensual things, but it's not the condition of the mind. So one day we come to the point where we actually understand this. We're wandering from this universe to that the insurmountable ocean of material existence, and it's called insurmountable because we do things and they don't work. <laughs> they haven't brought us happiness and we do them again and again, life after life, life after life, until Brahmanda Brahmatekonya Bhagavan Jeev Guru Krishna Pasadi Pai until by the mercy of Guru and Krishna we become we get that seed, that devotion, that yes, this is the highest thing. So he goes and he pays his obeisances. One, and this is the story, one of Yadunanda Acharya's disciples has been worshiping the deity, but had left that service. Yadunanda Acharya wanted Raghunath to induce the disciple to take up that service again. Yadunandachari requested Raghunath Das, please induce the Brahmin to resume the service, for there is no other Brahmin to do it. After saying this, Yadunandachari took Raghunath Das with him and went out. By that time, all the watchmen were deeply asleep because the end of the night. 
But anyway, somehow or other, he got out of that compound and he couldn't do it because there was watchmen and there were guides. Somehow it says they were asleep. So it seemed he could have maybe ran out anyway, but generally they're watching. Now he can walk out with Yadunanda Nachar. He can walk out with his guru. Something he couldn't do because his father was had all these guards. East of the house of Raghunath was the house of Yadunanda Nacharya. So now he's out of the compound and it's at night. And Yadunanda Charya and Raghunath Das talk together as they went towards the house. So now he's out of the compound, he's going towards the house. Halfway along the path, Raghunath Das submitted at the lotus feet of his spiritual master. I shall go to the home of that Brahmin, induce him to return and send him to your home. You may go without anxiety following your order. I shall persuade the Brahmin. On this plea, after asking permission, Raghunath Das decided to go away. Raghunath Das thought this is the greatest opportunity to go away because this time there are no servants and watchmen with me. Thinking in this way, he quickly proceeded towards the east. Sometimes he turned around and looked back, but no one was following him. So, because yeah, I'm going to start some other story there, but I mean, next week. But this is such an interesting point. And it really can't be imitated because it somehow is initiating guru <laughs> told him to do this service and he said, okay, I'll do it. And then he left. So it was kind of a, it's a little bit of a tough choice and a little bit of a tough point. And it's something that can't be imitated. But obviously, Raghunath Das Goswami was not going to go against Guru. And Guru is Krishna and the will of Krishna. And he recognized this as the will of Krishna. So how can it be against Guru? Because what's the will of Krishna? He, he has given me this opportunity. Sevaka Rakshari Kahi. There's no one now. And Palite Amara Bhaila Eta Prashanga. There's an opportunity here. Prashanga, there's an opportunity here. So he saw this as non different from Guru, even though he temporarily couldn't do his service. He understood that this is the highest service for his guru. And to take that opportunity to use the opportunities that are given us. And it's an internal understanding. He, he had a deep, this is not to be imitated. There's internal confirmation in your heart, sarvasya chaham, in isani vishtom, atasmitir gyanam I'm situated in your heart. From every one, me comes remembrance, forgetfulness, and, and knowledge. 
So what is guru? It's the external manifestation of the super soul. Super soul means form direction, God giving instruction in the heart. So it's non-different. So ultimately, whether the guru is diksha, siksha, vartman praduksha, trabana, what does guru mean? It's Krishna. It's different from Krishna, but it's Krishna. But what part of Krishna? It's Krishna's will. It's Krishna's instructions. It's Krishna speaking to us. And he does it through a corporal form because we're not able to come to transcendence. But he's seeing our heart. The super soul is seeing our heart. He makes an arrangement. So how can there be contradiction when this is coming from Krishna? This is coming from Guru. The Guru is the external manifestation of the super soul. And the super soul in my heart, I'm being, I'm, I, I want this, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that this is my mission. This is what I should be doing. And now is an opportunity to do it. And he doesn't hesitate. And he goes. He goes. Destiny is the language of God. And this opportunity may never come again. Thinking this way, he quickly proceeded towards the east. Sometimes he turned around and looked back, but no one was following. Thinking of the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Nityananda, he left the general path, proceeded with great haste. On the one not generally used, giving up the general path from village to village, he passed through the jungles thinking with heart and soul about the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya. He walked about 30 miles in one day. In the evening, he took rest in the cow shed of a milkman. So, so many arduous, my God, the jungle and the snakes and <laughs> no food and he has to walk there and he's going. And it shows you what renunciation is in Krishna consciousness. It's based on the love for Krishna and the desire for Krishna consciousness. Utsahanistyadayat. What is this dayat? It's patience. dayat. What's the patience? What's the confidence? The confidence, the patience. What's this confidence and patience? It's a conviction. It's a conviction in the goal. And the conviction and understanding of the goal. And when you understand the goal, when you understand something and you want something, you pay the price. If you don't understand something, you won't pay the price. So these great devotees that understand what the association of God means, what the value of the holy name is, what's the value of our devotional life, when one understands that so clearly, then you can undergo the, you, you can pay the price. 
if you don't understand it, then some austerity and some difficulty and some becomes it too much for you. I can't pay for it because you don't, faith means your value in the goal. That's what faith means. And it's based on your experience of it to some degree. I've tasted a drop and I want the whole thing. And, and, and what, is the, what is the qualification for the highest realms of devotional service? It's greed. And what is greed for? Because of an understanding and an attachment for a goal. And therefore, beg, borrow, or steal, I will have it. And that's what was in Lord Tra Raghunath Das Goswami's heart. He had this faith that the association of Lord Chaitanya was worth the sacrifice I can make even giving up my family, giving up my family, I'm moving. And whatever austerities, and how is he tolerating the austerities? Because look where his mind is. His mind was, let me see what the verse is. Koya mano vakya chinte chaitanya He's thinking chinte chaitanya charane of the lotus feet. Kaya mono in his mind, in his soul. He's thinking with his heart, with his soul, his very life. He's thinking about the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's thinking about it. And then he, he's able to go. He's able to, and, and those devotees we see that can live simply, not artificially, and make the sacrifices, sometimes living in a holy dom, because they know the price of what they want to purchase with their life. Okay, Jamunajaya, any point today? You can start it off. Many, many great points today. Um, Vasudev Dot, whenever I hear about him, that kind of always blows my mind. And you began off with saying what a what a Vaishnava is, that they're that they're humble. And then you followed up with the example of Vasudev Dot, who's just is is that that example. Um, but then I, I just really loved at the end there, you said that confidence and patience is the conviction of the goal. It's such a nice formula, like confidence plus patience equals the conviction of the goal. Something really wonderful for us all to take. It's based on our conviction about the goal. And generally that conviction has some experience. Trust based on experience, because sometimes in the beginning of Krishna consciousness, a drop of nambas, a dim reflection of the holy name will hit our hearts and we'll think, wow, this is worth the difficulty to get it. Okay, thank you. Anybody else like to share some reflection? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Bo Bhakti Devi. I want to introduce you to my mom. This is my beautiful mommy, Mercedes. Oh, let me see. <laughs> Thank you. Hare Krishna. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> She's so charming. Yes. 
This is where I get my looks. You tell that to all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Maharaj, you know, um, when you were talking earlier about Prabhupada not able to find any disciples in India and then coming here, you know, it reminded me of a, of a criticism that I heard from a, a senior devotee who, you know, was very critical of the West and saying that, you know, it's the headquarters of materialism and uh, sense gratification. And, you know, I was reflecting a lot on that. And, but, you know, I realized that this is the best training ground for spiritual life, right? It's like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you, they say in the scriptures that people are lining up to be born in the Kali Yuga. And there's a verse about, I love from Bhakti Sandarbha, it said, devotion in the form of kirtan is unlimitedly merciful for those who are devoid of a sense of false prestige. And therefore, Kali Yuga is a good place for devotion because it grinds you down of that concept <laughs> of the controller and superiority more than any other place. And if you go that in the heavenly cool. planets, it's just too nice. In such a yuga, they couldn't take the, the, the Nam Kirtan because they had so many qualities that they, they needed like something that was difficult. It just looked too, they couldn't have faith in something that was so simple. Yeah. So, but for us, you know, we need some process that's like, Nam Nam Akari Bahuda Nija Sarva Saktis that has no hard and fast rules and <laughs> that's simple. The only qualification is qualification of heart, the humility to actually kind of surrender. Okay, thank you, Bhakti Devi. Your mother, thank let her get well. And thank I you, Maharaj. See my mother today. Also, okay. Oh, happy birthday happy to, your birthday. to your mom. Uh, Where's that? Thank you. Okay. Happy Just birthday that. to your mom. Yeah, I'm gonna go there in about two hours. That's wonderful. Yeah, somehow or other, you know. And she actually went to Brindavan. Oh. Well, wow. what a fortunate mother. She, she visited me in Brindavan, and the famous story with my mother is. Took her into the two. I took her in the temple, and I tried to show her the deities, and all she could see was the chandeliers. She just couldn't get her eyes off of the, those big chandeliers they have in the temple. So then she went to the guest house, and they didn't have Western toilets at that time. They didn't have drinking water. They had to bring from Delhi. So she had to make even a toilet out of boxes or something. It was wild. It was, you know, India at that time. And then when I went to see her in the morning to greet her, and it was the winter, so it was also cold. She was my father. She told me something horrible happened last night. And I said, what happened? She says, I'm just ashamed to admit it. I said, mom, please come on, tell me what happened. What happened? She said, I'm ashamed to admit it. I'm ashamed to admit it. I said, mom, tell me what happened. She said, it was I said, tell me what happened. She said, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> oh, what a fortune. <laughs> and then, then she said to me, she said, I could have killed myself. <laughs> That's so. why it's supposed to be a hundred. So, uh, so she gets the whole hundred years. <laughs> 
I mean, and you know, she she hasn't gained a pound in like 85 years and she still can eat anything. I see what she eats. I, she, you know, she eats, and you know, it's, it's, anyway, it's karma. She has some karma for longevity. But anyway, it'll be great. Okay, thank you. I'll offer her your I'd, wishes. I'd like to make a comment. Well, yeah, please. The comment, it, the comment is that um, by listening to your presentation, your words, the truth is coming through unimpeded. Totally unimpeded. It's so refreshing. Thank you so much. I think it's your qualities that you so love Krishna Kata. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Krishna Kata. Um, Gail, please call me again after the class, okay? Yes. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. While I'm here, let me just say that, you know, this was another class where you, say, you said the same thing a hundred times, but this time... I, I got it, you know, it was when you were saying that um, if you're a sannyasi who hasn't fully detached, you know, yeah. then then you're stuck because you have no way to work through your attachments. And I, I could never really, you know, there was always a missing link for me. And today I feel like I was able to fill it in, you know, that if you're a sannyasi, you've given up those activities, whereas if you hadn't been a sannyasi, you could still engage in those activities in a regulated way, and right. then come to the point where, you know, you can give it up. But a sannyasi, they can't do that because they're not supposed to be engaged in those activities. Right. So you can't that makes it even more clear to put it that way. The sannyasi, if he's artificially renounced things, he can't engage in the regulative activity to purify them, so he has no way to purify them. Mm -hmm. he's, exactly. He's given that up. Yeah, okay, thank mm -hmm. you. Anybody yeah. else? Gail, wait five minutes till after the class, because I think I have to locate Okay. My... Okay. Okay. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Hare Bao. Seats are filling up fast. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Hare Krishna. Great. Two classes today. That's good. On Sunday, it's possible. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. It's so great. You hear so often. That's great. Good. Anybody else? Hare Hare Krishna Krishna Krishna. Krishna. Who's next? Okay. Haribo. Okay, who else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. It's Missy. Thank you so much for class. Thanks, Missy. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Okay, Haribo. Haribo. I can say anybody else in the area if uh, I'm going to have a program up at that Bhakti Bandhav. So if anyone wants to go, let me know. Okay. Beautiful. We went there, right, Lal? Great place. Raja, nice devotees. And now, yeah, it's beautiful. Very yeah. sweet. Okay. Yeah. Do you want us to invite um, some other people around here? 
Um, I think I'm going to have to, because I, I, I think my understanding now is, uh oh, I think, like I said, I, I may be down here, so I'll have to take a seat in one of the cars. So yeah, anybody else wants to go, if there's room, sure. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to head out now. Okay, a bunch of couple of Jews.